lovely people. Welcome to Walkie Talkie. I am here with uh, Abigail. And I'm here with Jochem. And this is a podcast for students where each week we discuss a topic related to student life or whatever else is going on in our lives. We review a topic and speak of our experiences with it and it's a great way to relax between your studies. And yeah, the podcast is uh, called Walkie Talkie because, well yeah, uh, we walk and talk. And the topic for this week's episode is... Finding your place at university. Abigail, what's the topic today? Good to see you again. So happy to sit together uh, once more. What, 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 what are we going to talk about today? Uh, finding your place in university. It's funny because you always like, you know, like uh, when you read the topic, you're like as if you read it for the first time. Whereas, you know, <laughs> we, we I, just, I think off the top of my head. I don't know what the title of today's episode is. Oh, just well, then you are spot on. Very well. Indeed. I'm not reading find... it off anything. I just went, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sort of faking it because, you know, it always looks like, you know, if you're watching this online, it always looks like I'm, uh, I'm uh, doing this out of the top of my head, but I'm actually, you know, having a screen here on the side. So that I don't see myself uh, continuously. And then I have there my notes. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how to find your place in university, right? You know, a great student topic because, of course, you know, we're still a student uh, podcast, but we side branch as well, uh, you know, to, uh, so this is basically a podcast for anybody. But how to find your place in university. Oh, wait, the train is passing by. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, how to find your place in university. And, and Abigail is drinking a nice cup of tea. I've got some posh cup of tea from Holland and Barrett. It's a, from a brand called Off Black. Sponsor me, Off Black. Um, and it's like ginger and ashwagandha or something. Oh, no, I put two. I mixed two. I put ashwagandha and then a, like a gingery, apple thingy. You that. just put two bags of tea or whatever you have together. Yeah, I got two. So you got like your own Abigail blend. It's normally because I have one tea bag and then... I use it up and then it runs out of flavor. Then I put another one in and then they end up blending together. Oh, all right. Interesting strategy. Maybe, you know, they should think about actually, you know, blending those two now together now that they hear that this is a great taste. And then you have, you know, the Abigail blend. How cool would that be? Oh my God. Imagine if I can make my own custom tea, like my own custom tea bag. How fun well, would that maybe, be? I think you can. If you just go to like a tea shop where sort of have the leaves and then they sort of take it out. Do you say a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and then just mix it up together or just buy yeah. three kinds of tea and just throw it together in like a tea egg and then just make it up. I could do. I could go to Wittards and do that maybe if they do it. Yeah. Hey, but you, are you like, are you myth? Am I what? Are you myth? Am I myth? A myth, M-I-F. What's that? Okay, that's, you know, I've heard this the other day. I thought it was super funny. It's a myth. It's called milk in first. So milk and then tea. Myth. Sounds like milf. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. Like milk, no, <laughs> myth. Like... M-I-F. Oh, um, no, tea bag goes first, then water, then milk afterwards. All right, but you do do milk in your tea. No, I don't drink milk. Oh. I don't drink tea. I only drink okay. milk tea. So you're like... I used to. Moth. Like tea. M-O-F, milk out first. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going way off topic. We haven't even started the topic yet. How to find your place in university. Uh, You know, another great student topic uh, because, you know, just for people that started out right the freshers, you got to find your place in university. And over time, actually, you still are. But you're also, you know, 
becoming more of an adult as you grow on, you know, to come to like a postgraduate slash master's or whatever you're going to do. Things change during your life at university and there are different stages. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, one of the ways in which, you know, studying actually works and becomes fun uh, and actually it becomes worthwhile also to a certain extent is mm. if you are able, you know, to find your place in university, whatever that means for you. And hey, and just Abigail, could you share us, you know, a little bit your story? How, uh, how did you find your place in university? Um, it's interesting for me because I never really thought I would be in university. So I was already starting off on a bit of a weird place. I didn't think I would get into university because my grades weren't good enough. So when I was actually there, um, it felt very sort of um, out of body for me, should we say, you know, I didn't feel, I felt very grateful and lucky, but also at the same time, I felt a little bit um, like a fraud, maybe like I was like, mm. why am I here? Or I got, I just skated through on the skin of my ass type of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my kind of story is like um, first year, is always really difficult to find your place because obviously you're like this little baby and you don't really know what's expected of you. Um, I mean, people tell you what's kind of expected of you, but you don't really know. Um, there's a lot of pressure to make friends. There's a lot of pressure to, you know, sort of be a certain type of person. In the second year, you start to think, okay, maybe I need to push things up a little bit, you know, grade wise. And then third year, it's just flat out uh, intensity of stress. And, you know, that's when, uh, your place in university becomes a little bit more compromised because you're focusing on um, your grades a lot more than, say, your social life and whatnot. And that's kind of what happened for me, is that the first year I was like, I really don't... Not that I didn't care. I actually did really well in my first... I, I did way better in my first year than I did in any of my other years, which annoyed me because the first year didn't count towards my final grade. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's sort of my my experience in a nutshell i don't know if that's what i don't know if that's the right answer that you're looking for well i think so it's basically what you're saying is you started out and feeling a little bit like like fresh right and then as you grew to these final stages it became more and more sort of nerve-wracking because also of the importance but at the first year also it wasn't that you because you didn't expect it it sort of came as a very nice surprise as well and then sort of eased in into things or am i mistaken no yeah that's now. that's true and I also actually um probably more so I'm not bragging or anything this is not me bragging but more so than any other student I had a lot of jobs I was hmm. given a lot of opportunities so while you're studying or while I was studying ah, yeah okay. I had multiple internships I, I even went to work in London for a bit um I had like a job at a cinema at the time um and then I was also right I think I've told you before I was writing for the magazine yeah. and so I became an editor and then I got promoted to what's head of entertainment so that took up a lot of my time so really for me I'm a little bit different in that a lot of students are like let's go partying and really enjoy the experience I was like I'm a businesswoman here to work type of thing <laughs> so my experience was a little bit different in finding my place I also this is again me being like me I didn't, I started university having pressure to make friends. I did make friends actually, I made a lot of friends, but mm. I said to myself, I'm here to do a thing. I don't want to, I'm not here to make friends. And I think that was my way of sort of trying to handle possible rejection. 
I was like, mm. because if I get rejected, it doesn't matter because I'm not here to make friends anyway. So it was almost like I'd go straight in and say, I don't really care what you think of me. I'm here to do a job and leave, get my degree. And then I, it's only now as like a mature adult, I'm like, God, I'm a girl. You really just didn't want rejection. You even said you don't like want to mm. make friends. But I did. On the first day, I made a friend who's to this day my best friend. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, so it's like... I had a weird sort of thing about finding my place. Um, I'm, I'm ranting now, but you know what I mean? I'm sort of. No, I see your point. And yeah, I think, you know, I guess that, you know, not maybe everybody acknowledges it or so, or has that same sort of uh, clear headedness about it. But I think that's the case actually for a lot of people, right? That you come there and you come from a, a place where you've probably lived your whole life, right? Or maybe a lot of people move as well, but you know, where you had at least a sort of, you know, hopefully like a home and there were certain things like routine and whatnot. And then suddenly you have to move typically to a very different place and, you know, go away from that, you know, high school where you were at, where you've been for at least six years or so. And then you have to get to like an, it's an entire new place. You're like, right, I have to start up all over again. I made all these friends and everybody's going to do different things. And now there's like a brand new place with brand new people and super scary. And then, you know, many people, feel sort of afraid that they are yeah not going to find new friends and that people are going mm. to reject them uh and this is why what you often see is that a lot of students then sort of form groups with people that they already knew right that by chance also went to the same university or actually did exact same study so that they don't have to fear that rejection so i think yeah it's a very uh yeah well maybe not common but it's very understandable uh at least uh sort of uh, yeah feeling i guess and yeah 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 what about you yeah well for me somewhat a little bit the same one of the things that i did you know i was uh born close to amsterdam and i actually did my uh bachelor's my undergraduate in amsterdam um so basically the first two years that i was in the undergraduate i was still living at my parents house uh, because i could go you know, it was like 20 minutes uh, per, mm. per uh, bicycle. So there was no reason to go out. And I felt, you know, sort of there. And also, uh, you know, as you can see from all my behavior, typically it's not very much at my age uh, yet. So I always feel a little bit younger and it was then as well. Mm. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Uh, and uh, so I didn't, uh, you know, I stayed at home for the first like two years. So it was started when I was 19, so 19 and 20. Uh, but yeah, that, you know you know it's it had some advantages of course but on the other hand it wasn't maybe the best decision although i'm not sure if i could have taken it differently because then you didn't sort of move out all right so you felt i i didn't really find my place there yet because i was still also back in that hometown with the people there and same, uh, same, you know yeah. Yeah, and you know i didn't feel that i was blending in and then many people actually did these uh, that I was studying with did the exact same so they were always always going home as well so nobody was really there uh, and that sort of felt you know like uh yeah a little bit of a missed opportunity i afterwards now that i'm looking back at it and the first two years i wasn't really into it so it was sort of something that i did on the side and i didn't really care and you know i would go mm, to lectures but same. you know and whatever i passed i was happy and uh, you know i didn't really feel like an urge to learn and i just wanted to sort of stay in that old let's say high school feeling and afterwards, you know, there's some regret there, but it's also understandable. And, you know, things started really taking off for me, at least in the third year when I actually moved out uh, from my parents and went to like this uh, dorm place. 
And, uh, you know, there actually from that moment on, things went very differently because you sort of felt independent and you had to take responsibility. And then also you had to take responsibility for, you know, actually, uh, yeah, feeling like you're in your place uh, and finding your place. So because before mm -hmm. you didn't have them because you could always go back to what you had. So then, you know, you get more, uh, more sort of pressured or forced, I guess, to make friends uh, and, you know, have people to eat with and talk to people and stuff like that. And, you know, that's really when it, for me, changed. And uh, that's also in that dorm place I made, you know, uh, my best friend I met there. Uh, so, you know, that was also uh, the moment that really, uh, yeah, that I started feeling more at my place and then also started feeling more motivated and responsible for what I was doing at university. Mm -hmm. And then things went much better afterwards. So, yeah, first two years of my student life were, you know, not the, not the best, definitely didn't feel in my place. But then, yeah, that sort of shift, that transition really helped me uh, to get it going. So. Uh, and then, yeah, then afterwards I felt, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm proud of uh, what I'm studying. I'm proud of that I'm learning. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to every lecture, pay attention, make notes. And it all came very natural uh, just because of the fact that you were also with other students around you the whole day. Uh, and they had the similar problems, similar issues. So, yeah, that was super nice uh, to sort of experience that looking back at it uh, afterwards, of course. But, yeah. Uh, for me, finding uh, my place was really about moving out and then, you know, taking it serious and having friends that, you know, sort of feel um, that are in a similar sense. Yeah. Yeah, I had sort of similar because I didn't live in halls at all. I've mentioned a few times and, you know, sometimes I think, did I miss out? And honestly, I really didn't feel I missed out at all mm. because I would sometimes go over to my friend's place in the halls and I'd look at their beds and I'd think, oh, God, no, um, I just I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get mm. my dog on bed. And my dog as well. I was like, I couldn't leave my dog. Um, so, yeah, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. And I, like, still had the social elements all the time. So, um, yeah, I also kind of say that as, like, a little side note that you don't have to... You don't have to do what people think you should do to be a student. Like, people go, yeah, you should go partying and drinking and you should do this while you have a chance. You can still go partying and drinking as an adult like in your 20s and 30s i do it all the time people telling you people are telling you, you can't do it it's like you should get that out of your system like no trust me you can still do that when you're working 100 <laughs> percent. so yeah i don't have the the pressure to uh you know feel that you have to have the university experience because it's different for everybody and like i said some people are there to really build a foundation to help them some people are there because you know it's just something it's like a gap year it's something to do and other people are there because you know again they feel they have to so everyone has a different experience and you should think about what you want to bring to your your place in the university rather than what other people want you to do so think how could i make a change here what, what would i like to do here yeah well and what was that for you i think what i really wanted to do was really really simple so i always said when I was at sixth form, I said, I have one goal in life, to be a master of film. So when I went to university, I was like, I want to master the topic of film. So as long as I came out with a degree, because I did English and film, as long as I came out with a degree in film, that was my purpose. I was happy to do that. I wanted to have some kind of writing element alongside it. So I ended up doing the writing as well. And then, um, 
Yeah, it, it only ever like dawns on me, that's a conversation that I had when I was like, oh yeah, I have a master's in film. I became a master in film. I actually yeah. I actually did my life goal. I've already achieved my life goal. I now have a PhD in it too. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, that was my goal, was just simply to master something. And that might be it. You might do a degree in accounting and you want to be able to say you're a really good accountant. That's That could be your goal. And if you achieve it, cool. You did your, you found your place. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I mean, I also think it's part of the process, I guess, that, you know, you will find it at some point, uh, but it's not going to be in that first year, right? It's, it will be, you know, I, I think actually a lot of students experience the exact same thing that that first year, you just feel a little bit weird and you need to settle in. But I think, yeah, that sort of long-term goal, right? What is it that I want? That's super important for eventually finding your place because it at least, you know, sets your sight on something and then it will it will come to you. Yeah, it's always very difficult. I mean, for me, um, the first three weeks I had the most traumatic experience of my life happen to me. And I could have quit. I probably should have quit, but I didn't because I thought all I would do is have a traumatic experience and I would have quit my university course. So mm, it was yeah. almost like I had to find my place in university through intense pain and grief. I'm not saying mm, that everyone's right. going to have this. I hope they don't. I really wish they don't. But I had a very strange experience. I had to navigate very adult emotions at a very young age. You know, in a time where you're like, university teenager, I started university at 18. Um, so you're like, you're yeah. going through these very adult emotions um, and then still feeling a bit like a child in a way. Yeah. And feeling very confused. So, yeah, first year is very difficult um, to also, like, if you're in the halls and stuff, being away from, like, your carers and parents and friends and stuff and, like, you know, maybe even feeling lonely. Yeah. And I think me and Jochen will talk about that in the next episode about making friends. Mm. Yeah, no. And, I mean, uh, I know a little bit of your backstory and we don't have to share it widely, right? But, yeah, you know, that is uh, – you were talking earlier be, be, about being, like, a master. And I thought, you know, immediately, like, you know, a Jedi. Basically, you're a Jedi, you know? You went through the whole master Jedi sort of uh, – you're like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have infinite wisdom. <laughs> I'm yeah, a wise old got... sage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah that's my little uh star wars uh, quote over here no uh but totally and i mean and you know i i think uh you have extremes in that sort of uh process that you discuss right and uh for many people i hope that it's you know not that extreme but you know anyway you're gonna feel some peaks and lows in that uh, in that first place and you know that's part of it but you know i think one important thing is that the minute it gets too much right too much to handle that you then uh, as always right i preach that then you know seek help um, if you're not finding your place, but uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, that that it's also good just from students to mention, right? That I think it's good to sort of voice that that you know, I think everybody has that feeling of not feeling at your at place, right, at that moment, uh, and that is maybe something to bond over. That you know, you could tell each other, like, yeah, actually, you know, I'm I'm still not feeling it yet. You know, I, I haven't found my place yet. And that's, you know, probably a lot of other students feel the exact same way, but nobody's telling it because everybody tries to hold up this pretend act. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, just sort of uh, to, uh, to you know, if, if you're listening, you're not feeling at your place currently in university. Uh, sorry to hear that. And, you know, it, it will change hopefully for you. Um, yeah. But it's okay as well. It's normal. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. 
yeah yeah it is it's, okay. it's very and, normal and um yeah yeah i think a lot of people go through it what at one stage or another yeah and it. you know if it's i think again it's about have if it's too extreme in the sense of you know that's actually you know affecting your emotions and it's going you know up and down up and down then you know at some point you need to think about okay is there places you know that uh, or are there things that i can do that to sort of get help and then find ways of you know that to make life a little bit more comfortable because the worst thing is that you look back after you're studying look back at it and think well i actually didn't have a great time you know and i you know that sucks so and that's nothing that i would wish for students to happen although it happens a lot i guess but uh yeah i mean i think it is uh it's an interesting process it can be an interesting process to find your place in university and it's tough uh and yeah Anyway, good to hear our stories. I would love to hear more stories also from other students. So, you know, next time maybe we should invite students so that they can also talk about it. That would be cool, actually. But we anyway. Have somebody uh, come on or something can talk about it. That would be nice. If you want to come yeah, that on, would be nice. send us an email. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, drop me, uh, drop me or Abigail an email. You can find us and then you can talk a little bit about your experience, uh, hmm. you know, at uh, Students Life and how did you find your place. But anyway, um, we both also at least uh, tried to think of some tips for students, right? Um, to sort of find your place. And, uh, you know, I, I try to be very practical. I'm not sure what Abigail is going to be having, but hopefully she can be a little bit more on the spiritual side of things because, you know, that's uh, that's what she's really good at and we love her for it, uh, that, to have that. Oh, so maybe she me. can... Yeah, and I really mean that. Join a society. Um, I joined the writing the writing society. Um, yeah. And I made a lot of friends from that and I went to a lot of socials and stuff and I went to like awards evenings and stuff. And like, it made me feel like I was part of the university experience for that reason. Um, and with societies, it's really cool as well because you're doing something fun. It's like a hobby, but you're also like making friends at the same time and doing like interesting things that could lead to other opportunities. Nice one. Yeah. So you were in a writing society, right? I was in I was in Dima Media, which is what it was called, and that was when I was the editor. Oh yeah, cool. I, I was the yeah. editor, the head of entertainment. A, that's what I did. Yeah, and a great sort of job uh, thing as well, right? This was really like a CV killer as well. Yeah, yeah. It pretty much got me every job I've got. I've had. Did you also make friends there? Because I had. Yeah, no, I made a lot of friends there, um, but also you got managerial experience. Nice one. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, so my other tip, uh, and this is, a, is, is one, you know, that may sound very bullshitty, but, um, you know, I have a reason for it, a motivation behind it. It's basically to go to lectures and go to, you know, all of your work group seminars or whatever. And the reason for it is not so much, you know, that, yeah, I go there and, you know, you can think, oh, yeah, Jochem, you're a teacher, blah, blah, blah. But the reason that I'm telling this is, you know, my sort of idea behind meeting people and, uh, you know, some somebody wise once said to me, like, you know, if... If you meet 10 people, you know, and you meet one person that you can actually bond with and have a sort of a nice conversation with, you're really lucky. You know, one out of 10 typically of people that you walk into is maybe someone that you could actually have a conversation with and that you sort of level with and that you actually feel like there's, you know, potential for connection and that you have the same kind of humor and the same type of, you know, uh, yeah, understanding of things and the same you know, sort of way of communicating or whatnot, all of those things, right? And a one out of 10 and probably even lower. I mean, that is, you know, some unlucky odds stacked against all of us. I mean, that's, you know, 90% mm. of the people you meet basically is, you, you, there's nothing value to it. 
uh, well, no value, well, minimal, let's say. So, you know, by going to lecture, going to seminars, work groups and whatnot, you know, you increase your chances of suddenly running into someone that you actually bond with and that you sort mm-hmm. of level out with. So, uh, and, you know, I am, you know, the bad one to, to say, because as I told you, right, first two years didn't really go too much. So I also didn't sort of had the chance, actually, I didn't provide myself the chance to run into people that, you know, I could sort of have fun with, uh, although mm. I have a, a good group of friends. Um, but uh, similar, by the way, I went to like this introduction week, which I could have easily skipped, but I had nothing else to do. And, you know, I made a big group of friends uh, there that via via there, uh, I made a, went into some sort of group of, uh, of friends. So also there it's, you know, it's lucky. Uh, and this is why I think, you know, try to go to all these activities, even if you feel that you, you know, bored or you have a hangover or whatnot, right? You should just go because the chances are that you might run into one uh, person that you actually then uh, build a connection with. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you have to be lucky. And this is what I'm telling you. In, also in that dorm situation I was talking about, you know, I used to live in a dorm with I think it was like 16 or 20 people or so, right? And one person that I actually had a great bond with. I mean, those are small, small pickings. So this is why I, you know, encourage you to go to like lectures, work group and whatever else to to just hope that you run into people and meet people. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. my other tip. You have one more? Cool. Um, I would say uh, to definitely do, to attend your lectures on your seminars, because the worst thing you can do is go to university and spend a lot of your time in your room, hide yourself away and not actually participate. It's really easy for your mental health to take a dive when you're not focusing on, you know, your goals and your purpose. So, you know, I remember sort of having, I used to skip a lot of seminars because I thought, oh, I don't need to do this. You know, I had to wait two hours for the seminar. I think was the point in this. And then I ended up just basically going home and sitting at home and thinking, what do I do now? And it would have been better if I'd actually participated and, um, you know, enhanced my critical thinking skills. I know I was very smart in a philosophical way, but it didn't translate Mm. to the stuff I was doing until I tried to find a way with my English literature classes. And I thought, how can I apply my really philosophical side to it? Um, And then I spoke to the teacher about it. Um, I had a really cool teacher and she was like, you have the most fantastic way of analyzing things and seeing things that other people don't see. And you have a really fantastic way of sort of analyzing like uh, stories and putting them next to things like religion. So I was like, oh, okay. I wonder how I can start to like use that to my advantage. And I wouldn't have known that had I not actually sat there and thought I'm here for a reason. I don't want to be sat on my ass at home. Uh, you know, just sat with the dog on the floor thinking, I don't really know why I'm doing this because my mental health would have took a dive. So, you know, focus on your studies, read, read the books, you know, do the readings, participate because you are yeah. paying a lot of money to be at university. Uh, it is a really great way to enhance your knowledge and become smarter. I definitely felt when I left university, I felt I was smarter. I didn't feel yeah. that imposter syndrome like I did when I first started because I was able to enhance that skill um of 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 philosophy and you know there's a great quote um that i always link it to that is that one sword will take out many and it's the idea that you like can even just polish one skill through your classes it will help you to develop other things in your life 
So my so, one sword was my philosophical side. I was able to then do everything in my life from that. That makes sense. Yeah. It's awesome. No, and I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, first of all, you, you know, you're touching up diff different points, right? First of all, it's like the mental side of things, right? When you actually go, right? You don't have to feel bad about not going. And typically after you mm. went, you feel happy. It's the same with the gym and running and whatever else, right? Same, same sort of process. And then, yeah, second, right? You've developed something. You may not notice it directly, uh, but, uh, you know, overall you're developing a sword as you call it, and that will sort of, you know, uh, then help you, uh, in later in life. And I think one of the big mistakes also that people are somehow, uh, you know, somehow internalizing or somehow get to think is that, you know, what you learn at university is, uh, what you actually get, you know, taught that's not important at all. I mean, yes, there is some importance in developing knowledge, but the most important thing is, <laughs> well, no, well, yeah, it depends. But, you know, I think overall, what the most important thing is, is, you know, maybe two things. First of all, is that you learn how to, how to learn, right? So that you learn what, what you need to learn more because you're, you're not yet done learning. Uh, and second of all, uh, is that you learn to think critically. Uh, and this is what, you know, many businesses and whatever else you're going to work on later, public uh, settings, whatever, public organizations, you know, they, they, they want that, that critical thinking. They don't care about if you learned uh, the five forces by Michael Porter or whatever else. They, they don't give shit about that, right? Because, you know, you can learn it anyway after you're done. But what they care about is that you learn that sort of critical thinking, critical analysis skills. Uh, and this is what you learn at university. You know, I don't remember anything that I, well, some parts, of course, but, you know, there were certain courses that, you know, I studied and I forgot about it, but I do remember, for example, that critical thinking about, you know, thinking in, in, in uh, two by twos, for example, right? Very important thing that I always use. So, you know, and that, that's the thing that I took, not what was actually in the two by twos, but by you using two by twos. So something like that. So I think you're totally right, uh, yeah, in terms of going there. And even on top of it, one thing that I want to add is, you know, I always went to lectures and at some point I decided to just sit in front because I would always get distracted. And then, you know, somehow I got chatting with a teacher uh, and, you know, that became a super inspirational person for me uh, because, you know, I was helping him, he was helping me and, you know, you bond and then you get something even more from going to a lecture and you actually feel that you know at place because you're part of the lecture you're making the lecture by sort of interacting and communicating so that that's always a nice feeling that's what i did with my supervisor that's how he's my supervisor there you go <laughs> he just See? Bonded yeah. like that and i was like yeah. you're the only teacher that can actually explain like difficult like um difficult difficult concepts in an easy way and that's super nice because somebody told me the day oh you explained this this thing in a really easy way and i was like ah i've become my supervisor boom <laughs> there you go yeah nice one um any other tips from my side i you know as i said but i already discussed it but i i definitely recommend living with other students for me that really helped but it's it's an n plus n is one experience right it's me where that really helped out a lot for abigail that was different so you know find out what works for you uh, for example my sister also never lived with other students and for her it worked out fine because she felt you know more to have that own space and whatnot so it's different for every uh, every person and uh, yeah, I mean, also uh, go have fun, go uh, to some parties or uh, whatever else you're going to do. All of that's going to help at some point. You don't know how, 
but it will help. But, you know, they will. Anyway, uh, I am going to do now, as the final part of our podcast today, uh, of course, my weekly update. The hop, 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 update. If you're new listening, uh, every week on this season, I give you a little bit of a update, which is the Harry Styles update. And this week I read about Harry uh, and there was a news item that came out. Uh, well, is it yesterday for now? Uh, on Billboard, uh, I read this. And the title reads, have we go, are you listening? Because this is super important. Harry Styles uploads and deletes photo wearing One Direction t-shirt and fans freak out. Yeah, yeah. He's been okay. spotted wearing, uh, well, actually, he uh, uh, apparently uploaded it himself, a, a, t uh, a picture of himself with a T-shirt of One Direction on. You know, he was going apparently to the gym, uh, but he was wearing a One Direction T-shirt, seemingly from the group's 2012 Up All Night tour. He knows what he's doing. Is well, this a sort of tease to a reunion, do you think? Yeah. So then, uh, you know, he was wearing that. Uh, he put it online. Then he uh, promptly deleted it on Instagram stories uh, a couple hours later. But uh, then a top trend on Twitter became, uh, quote unquote, he deleted it. So that was a top trend. How would he delete he it, though, if it wasn't like a... Oh, this is, you know, the, the PR team's working overtime, like knows what yeah. they're doing. The, yeah, oh, so you know, crash behind you. I can hear his kids screaming. Oh yeah, there are uh, people here in the. Yeah, no, I'm I'm close to play on, but I think they're actually jumping in the pool. So sorry for all that noise. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a little noisy over here. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, it's but it doesn't. Me a bit. Oh, there you go. I'm I'm sorry about that. But you know. Actually, problem because you should be very focused on her, on the update. Because Sorry, uh, just just you know to get people's general knowledge about things, right? Uh, One Direction uh, went on a hiatus, so then didn't break up right in 2015. And uh, um, you know, so, what is it? Uh, bandmate Tomlinson Louis recently commented on the potential of a reunion someday. And he noted to the Times, getting back together at some point is hard to imagine right now. But I'd be surprised if we lived our, out our lives and didn't have a moment where we had a reunion or whatever you want to call it. I'd be up, the, I'd be up for that. I do miss the boys. Yeah. You'd have to get Liam Payne to actually cooperate and not slag one of the other people off. So... No. I totally agree, but I think actually that I would be potentially a stand-in for him. For Harry? No, for Liam. Oh, for Liam. Well, you'd be better substitute, I think. Oh, thank you very much. So, you know, if they want, I have, you know, the voice of an angel, as you can hear. Uh, so if they want to reach out, uh, you know, I'm probably cheaper. <laughs> Just joking. Anyway. Oh, but seriously, uh, just all, all fun aside, all fun aside, right? Abigail, can you give me an honest opinion that 
What do you think about the fact that this is news? Um, I can see why this is news because One Direction has such a big fan base. I can see why it's hit the headlines. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen recently the whole drama with Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber and Hayley Bieber. Have you seen it? Nope. Basically, it's like the, what will make news is that someone basically apparently took the mick out of someone else's eyebrows but it was a pure coincidence. And then that reveals this person's past of stalking Justin Bieber. And then honestly, I I know it shouldn't make news, but I have been intrigued. And I'm like, oh my God, this is giving me single white female. This is giving me, she's a stalker. And I've been watching it and I'm like, why would this make news? But like, I think honestly, stuff like this makes news because it's escapism for people. And it's like, oh yeah, Harry Styles might be going back to One Direction. That's so exciting. Like imagine all the possibilities of like, things that would happen and also because it's harry styles people would literally just if he walked down the street and got an orange juice people are like oh my god he likes orange juice i like orange juice and then they'd make a thing about it ah uh, there you go all right so basically you're saying it's news because people want to read something and you know better have this than no news yeah exactly that's it someone has to have news someone has to take a picture of somebody they have to make a living so if someone's walking down the street and you know they're famous that will make somebody's day when they're writing the daily mail or whatever it's like oh great i've got something to talk about and then they'll link it to something else like oh you know and he went to the gym because he's trying to get over olivia wilde and he's got this new girlfriend apparently and you know maybe this is all a pr thing for blah blah, blah. and you know this is how people sort of work they start putting these little things together and saying it's a, it's you know he's relaunching one direction to take distraction away from this or that yeah he of course wants to get back you know to the harry of eight years ago when everything was flourishing and well for him so that's why he put on a t-shirt now um, that's the sort of the line of thinking yeah well again right interesting update i mean what the heck uh yeah i'm i'm you know every week that i do this i'm just you know amazed by what gets out on a daily basis about this man I'm like, what the heck? Uh, but anyway, happy to read that he uh, took a picture on Instagram stories with himself with a T-shirt on it and people freaked out. You know, hope that uh, hope that made some people's day. On the hub date. It probably did make some people's day, actually. They're probably like, this is the, the hope I needed in life that One Direction is going to have a reunion. And then yeah. <laughs> me being cynical is like, I wonder how much those gig tickets are going to cost and how much they're going to be resold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We just keep you updated with the update every week. And, you know, you'll be the first to know once you get out because I will, I will read it for you. Anyway, um, anything else to add, uh, Abigail, or are we done? And we're going to say goodbye to our lovely friends. We're done. I'm done. We are done. All right, Abigail's gonna fix her car now. Uh, she's gonna, you know, get uh, get gloves on, get like a wrench, wrench, and you know, start uh, start unscrewing and uh, screwing bolts a again. A wrench, sorry, yeah, a wrench. Uh, we a wish wrench. her best of luck with that. <laughs> How is it called? A wrench. A wrench. A wrench, yeah, like ranch is sauce. That, is that? Yeah, you said wrench, or is that just uh, your yeah, accent? It, I'm being mean. But what is it then? How do I say it? You said wrench. Yeah, but like how, what's the actual proper English? Wrench. Like edge. Yeah, ranch. Like ranch. Like ranch. No. 
<laughs> no, I'm just screwing with you. You go get your wrench. Uh, we'll say goodbye <laughs> to people. Abigail's going to fix her car. We'll get a car update next week. Uh, oh. And uh, yeah, we wish you, hopefully everything goes well with a nice white car uh, that she painted herself. Thank you. <laughs> Abigail, lovely uh, chatting on how to find your place at university. If you have uh, questions or if you ever want to join up, uh, you know, do, uh, do send us an email. And if you like us, you know, rate us or whatever you want. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, we hopefully see you next week on another episode of Walkie Talkie. See you then. Yes. Bye. One, two, three.